Hi guys, how are you? Hi, my name is Bailey Sarian and today is Monday, which means it's murder, mystery, and makeup Monday. Ready theme song all together now. If you are new here, hi. My name is Bailey. Every Monday I sit down and I talk about a true crime story that's been heavy on my noggin and I do my makeup at the same time. Okay, look, last night I stayed up until 4.30 in the morning. Just, I was engulfed, is that the correct word, in this story I was reading about and this is exactly why I started Murder Mystery and Makeup is because I do this a lot when it comes to true crime cases. I just like get obsessed with it and then read as many articles as I can and next thing I know it's almost five in the morning and I'm like, what the? Yes. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna attempt to do this today. This story is like, what the? If you're interested in true crime and you like makeup, I would highly suggest you hit that subscribe button. Today's story, I do have to add a big disclaimer. Warning, the following presentation is intended for mature audiences. It contains graphic descriptions of crime scenes, adult dialogue, and strong language. Viewer discretion is advised. I've mentioned this before in a previous video of mine where I told you guys my dirty little secret. I told you that something that really interests me, something that really gets my noggin going, reading or learning about cannibals, cannibalism? I don't know. I think because what I have gathered is that it's so far opposite of anything that I know or experienced. So I just get like obsessed with learning about it. I told you guys I'm a very curious cat. Meow. Cannibals, you can't live with them. We could definitely live without them, okay? Welcome to Chili's. This story takes place in Russia. When I was researching these, ca these cases in Russian media, they blurred out the face of the victims and also they didn't share their names. In the US and UK articles, they shared images uh, and names of the victims just to not step on anyone's toes. Look, you never know who's watching, seriously. <laughs> I'm not gonna mention um, any victims' names. So yeah, I'm just not going to, okay? I don't know what the right thing to do. Like I'm just me in my room, you know? How am I supposed to approach these sometimes? Today's story is about Dmitry Bakshiva. Dmitry was born in 1982 in Southern Russia and shortly after his birth, he was placed into an orphanage. It said that his birth mother at the time was just not in a position to where she could take care of her child. She had to give her baby away. She didn't want to, but that's, I guess, what she had to do. Dimitri was staying in um, an orphanage until the age of three years old. And at this time, he was then adopted by a lovely married couple named Svetlana and Vladimir. Growing up, it was said that Dimitri, he was shy, he loved animals, but he also just liked playing by himself. Like he was a loner is what his adopted parents would say. When Dimitri was 15 years old, his adopted mother, she was diagnosed with cancer and sadly, like it was quick, she passed away. Um, it was said like a week later she passed away. So it just was like bad news, bad, awful news, not even bad news, just boom, boom, you know? Dimitri's adopted father turned really mean and violent towards him. He kicked Dimitri out of the house at 15 years old. He told him, don't return, you're not wanted here. So he kicks him out. The translation was a little rough here, but I think when he kicked him out, he either gave him like a loaf of bread, like here's your food, good luck, or he gave him a piece of bread, but there was bread involved. He gave him like bread and was like, 
Bye. So Dimitri had to do what he had to do. I mean, like he would sleep wherever he could and um, whether it be like neighbor's house, um, anyone's house. And eventually poor Dimitri just ended up on the street. He was struggling to find a job with frustrations building up. His only option was to rob a store and steal a car. And most of the times I don't condone that. I mean, I really don't condone that, but like, I, I understand. I come from a place of understanding. Robs this store. He hops into the stolen car. He tries to take off. He doesn't get far, doesn't get far at all. He gets caught, he gets arrested, he gets taken to prison. Now, while in prison, it's said that his adopted father never visited him and no one came to see him. It's sad because like when you're 15, 16 years old, you're in prison and nobody's there for you. You have nobody. I mean, that has to be really, really hard. You know, when I was reading this, I was like, man, that fucking sucks. Oops, sorry. That sucks. Secret in beauty. Dimitri ends up staying in prison for a little bit. He, um, you know, does his time and then he gets released. And when he gets released, he, you know, he's out. He needs to find a job now. So he gets lucky and he finds a job um, doing construction, paying well. He was excited to have a job, um, have some kind of income, you know? Things are, you know, looking up. He has a roof over his head and a job. I mean, now Dimitri's personal life, his social life, it wasn't too great, okay? He didn't really have any friends. Um, he never had a girlfriend before. And he was still considered a loner. People who interacted with Dimitri, like um, his fellow coworkers, they would say that Dimitri was quote, untidy, and that he liked to talk with strange people. It's said that Dimitri liked to hang around local bars and he liked to hang around people who liked to drink a lot. Although Dimitri, didn't, he rarely drank himself. People just thought that was weird and they just gave him the title as the weird one. Now, one night while he's, um, you know, out at least he's trying to have a social life. What assholes? Maybe he just felt more comfortable in front of people who were drinking. I didn't think about that. He goes, rude. While Dimitri was out at one of these bars trying to at least attempt to have a social life, that's where he met this woman named Natalia. Natalia is also um, involved in this story. So let me give you a little background about Natalia. She was also born in um, like Southern Russia and Natalia was born in 1975. She was raised by her mother and her grandmother. And during Natalia's preteen years, her mother sadly passed away. So she was left just with her grandmother who raised her until her she was an adult. Natalia would often talk to her classmates and even her grandmother about how she wanted to become a doctor. Like that was her goal. She was going to be a doctor. Once Natalia finished high school, she went on to medical school in Kubin. Natalia, now an adult, she worked some time as a senior nurse in the sanitation department of Krasnodar. I rolled that R, but there, she worked at a higher military aviation school. And while she was there, she soon after, she met her first husband and he worked as an officer. So she meets her first husband, cool, awesome. They hit it off, they get married. At the age of 23, Natalia and her husband, they um, have their first son together. They welcome him home. Not long after she had her son, her husband passed away. 
Yeah, there's just a lot of death going on so far, right? Off to a rough start. We all have the ways that we cope with loss and hurt and pain and all that stuff. And the way that Natalia dealt with her pain and her hurt was that she began to drink a lot. So then what? Okay, so she's like trying her best to like keep moving forward, but at the same time, she just had a lot of loss and she's not doing well, so she starts drinking a lot. She began to mix her alcohol with her her drugs. Like she started doing drugs as well, and she just started mixing the two. And that's something you definitely should not do. Mm -mm. She got to a point where she kind of thought like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. My life is just kind of a mess. She began to not care about keeping her home nice and clean. She started not to just care about life. So then she decided to just check herself into a mental hospital. She thought that she needed help. So she was like, I'm gonna try and receive help. Now, when Natalia gets there to um, the psychiatric hospital, she tells the doctor that like, she thinks something's wrong. She thinks she has some kind of manic disorder. So this doctor decides to do some tests on her and they come back and they tell Natalia, there's nothing wrong with her. She's 100% fine and they let her go. Now this is a side note, but there is a theory going around that um, she didn't really need to go to the mental hospital. The main reason that she went there was to have this on her record. Not because she was really sick or wanted to stay. She just wanted to be there and have like a paper trail that would back up her story. It'll make sense in a bit. Natalia ends up getting fired or let go from her job because she was drinking a lot and it was affecting her work, which honestly did not slow her down. I mean, if anything, that made it worse for her. Natalia is going out and she's drinking a lot and that's when she meets Dimitri, remember? We thought about him earlier today. Now, Natalia was seven years older than Dimitri. It didn't bother the couple. They really hit it off. They seemed to have a lot in common. Now, shortly after meeting, Natalia's like, hey, my husband just died. You wanna move in? I have extra room. Dimitri ends up moving in with Natalia pretty quickly after meeting her. Natalia and Dimitri ended up dating for about five years, and then they ended up deciding, hey, you know what? This is really working out. We're just like really doing this, great. We should get married. And so they decided to get married. And remember I mentioned in the beginning earlier that Natalia had a son. You know, not much is said about like where he was at during this time. And I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna piss anyone off. So I'm just kind of like, tiptoeing around him, but he was there for um, the relationship. But once they got married, something happened where he just was not into it. And the son, Natalia's son, he ends up moving out of the home. A family acquaintance would later come forward and say that her son was really embarrassed by her drinking. And he just decided, you know what? I'm just gonna cut ties with her because I just can't do it anymore. Um, so that's what he decided to do. And he ends up moving out and he moves on with his life. Once Natalia's son moved out, that's when they decided, um, Dimitri and Natalia, they decided to move. Dimitri was having a really hard time finding work. Things really slowed down for him. He thought if they moved, they could have new opportunities. And at the end of the day, hopefully you just have more work. You know, you got bills to pay. So the couple moves and they're ready to start new opportunities, new, new lives, new chapter. Now, September 11th, 2017. So there's a road crew who's out working 
construction. These guys, uh, they see like something on the side of the street. They're like, what is that? Let's go check it out. So they go and they check it out, these construction worker guys. And they pick it up and they're like, "This, it's a cell phone, cool. So they did what a lot of us would probably do and nobody would admit that they did it. Liars, cause I know you would, but they open up the phone and they go straight to the photos. Curious cat, what's in here? Whose phone is this? Let's go look. And that's when they see something that they probably wish they never saw while scrolling through the photos. I mean, I guess it was like the second photo in, so they really didn't scroll that far, okay? Scroll, boom, there. What did they see? It's a photo of a man with different parts of what seems to be like a dismembered human body and it's in his mouth. So it's a selfie with body parts, human body parts that were not his in his mouth. So this obviously freaks out the construction workers. They're like, holy So they call up authorities. Authorities come down and they take the phone um, in for evidence. Police are able to go through the phone and see like, okay, what's what's the situation? What's the stitch? Did I say what's the stitch? They see exactly what the guys were talking about. It was a man, it was a it was a photo of a man, it was a selfie, he was posing with a woman's head. Oh, what seemed to be like a hand. He was holding the head and he had the hand in his mouth. Now the hand, the hand was like dismembered. Also her head was dismembered as well. So then authorities are like, well, you know, let's just keep scrolling in here. And of course there's just more photos of what seems to be dead bodies, body parts, wigs, lots of wigs. Hold that thought. But based off of these photos, I mean, they had to find whose phone this belonged to. Authorities were able to take out the SIM card inside of the phone. They were able to put it into their system and they were able to see that the phone belonged to somebody named Dimitri. They go and they pick up Dimitri and they also pick up his wife, Natalia, and they bring them in for questioning. Now, while they are being questioned, of course, like um, they're separated, so they're not in there together. So first they question Natalia and they say like, hey, so we found this image on your husband's phone. Can you maybe like fill us in on what this is? Can you explain what this is? Has he ever killed anybody? And Natalia sees the image and she's just like, what? That's crazy. I had no idea. What? And so authorities just keep pushing because they, because they can tell that something's not right with Natalia's response. She's just like, if, if authorities pulled you into an office and was like, hey, we found your husband's phone and there seems to be dead bodies on here. We all have different ways we would act our response to, to things like this, right? But Natalia's response was just so like out of the ordinary. So they were like pushing her on it. Like, so do you know what this photo is? Why would he have this on his phone? Like, yeah, Natalia, why? They keep pushing and pushing Natalia. She goes from being like, what? That's crazy. To now she's like starting to talk a little bit. She tells authorities probably the stupidest thing I've heard in a very long time. She tells authorities that she was walking home one day and she uh, had Dimitri's phone on her. When she was walking home, she came across a dead body. I know, weird, just like. And she decided to take photos of it. And that would explain the photos on the phone. Um, of course, authorities are not buying this, but she denied, denied, denied. I don't know what you're talking about. I was walking home one day and I saw a dead body and I took a picture of it, you guys. It's not a big deal. Now, I don't know how it works out there, but 
I have a feeling, well, I don't know. I doubt there's just dead bodies everywhere, right? I could be wrong. I mean, what the, f I don't know shit. Authorities get access to the place where they stayed at. And this is where they realized the couple was just like a, a damn mess. If you've ever watched the show Hoarders, well, it looked a lot like that. There's trash, there's clothes, there's just stuff jammed pack in every corner of their place. Clothes are seen across the floor. Don't even know what the floor looks like. Papers and other clutter on just about every surface of this place. It's not very big, but wow, it was bad. So um, they're looking around, they're digging for like evidence or something. Maybe that will answer some questions as to like what this was on the phone. Cause that's what they're trying to solve. Okay, and look, this is where it gets rough. One of the authorities are going through like, you know, the kitchen junk drawer that we all have that just has like just junk in it is the best way to describe it, the kitchen junk drawer. Well, Natalia and Dimitri had one of those as well, but in this junk drawer, they had numerous cell phones in there. They counted up to 10, I believe, um, just cell phones. So what's that about? They find a stack of photographs. Wait, how's that song go? Look at this photograph. Now authorities come across a stack of photos and they were going through this huge stack. I mean, they were like, wow, these people really like taking photos because there's so many of them. There was tons of photos and they're looking through and they're just seeing like all these different people, okay? Lots of different people, Natalia and Dimitri all hanging out with just a bunch of people. So they're thinking, oh, you know, these are obviously like their friends and stuff. They're all hanging out. And then the stack of photographs just really took like a dark turn. Com slash makeup. Biotic Plus to your subscription today. Get this. I saw the photo. Okay. It's, oh my God. One of the photos that they found was of a man's head. Now it's a severed head. It's a real head chopped. Okay. And it's presented on a silver platter. I'm not kidding you. It's on a silver platter, the head, and we have the silver platter. And then around, you know, the head, it's surrounded by, by fruit, orange slices to be exact. So they're examining this photo and they see that olives were inserted into this man's eye sockets, olives. There was a lemon placed on this person's nose. Now, when they look at the date of the photograph, it was dated December 28th, 1999. Now at this point, when authorities are going through their home, it's 2017. This photograph was dated 1999. How long, like how long has this been going on for? Is this the only one? I mean, obviously it couldn't have been because they just found that body on the phone. Next, they go over to the refrigerator and next to the refrigerator is like a little cabinet. On top of the cabinet is the microwave and like in front of the microwave is what seems to be like a wig. They're thinking it's a wig because it straight up looks like somebody just took off their wig, set it down, made something beep, 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 bada boom, bada bing. They got in, they got out. You know, like that is what it looked like. It looked exactly like a wig. Well. It wasn't a wig. They examine it a little bit closer. And um, okay, so it was obviously woman's hair because it was, it was lengthy and it was curled and it was styled highlights or whatever, but it was like obvious to them that it was a lady's head. And what happened was it was taken off of somebody's head and they don't know who. It was scalped. When they examined this closer, they saw that somebody had like taken, you know, like a knife something and, and cut out around the hair 
just the hair, so strange. Scalped it off of the victim and then they just like left it there in front of the microwave. Authorities go to open up the refrigerator. In these cannibal stories in the past, the refrigerator is never a good, like a good place. Nothing good happens in there. Inside of the refrigerator, they found mason jars. Inside of these mason jars, there were human parts, which were in saline solution. It was skin, meat, and fat. And they had like stacked them in these jars, like some, I don't know, like some, some crap you'd see on Pinterest, you know, when they do it by color, like, strawberries, kiwi, pineapple, like by color, it's all organized. That was a terrible example. It was very organized. I feel so bad for these authorities um, in any of these cases because this pr probably causes some serious PTSD. So then at this point, authorities are thinking, is any of the food in this refrigerator actual food? There would be the mason jars. There was like a bowl. There was a random ass chicken in there. Not a, not a, a chicken still alive, like the chicken breast and everything. It was just like thrown in there, not on a plate or anything. Bunch of animals. And they were like, we don't even know if any of this stuff is actual food or if this is evidence, right? Is this chicken or what? Like, what is this? So they did what they um, thought was best. I'm so sorry for laughing. I just got this mental picture. They unplug the refri refrigerator and they take it in as evidence, just the whole damn thing. They're like, you know what? We have to test everything. And honestly, that's a great move. They had found around 19 pieces you heard that right, 19 pieces of human skin, which had allegedly been removed from their victims. Authorities found seven packs of frozen body parts, human remains pickled in a jar, photographs upon photographs of people, body parts of a lot. So get this, get this. They find a recipe book, which was found in the kitchen underneath some clutter. Bailey, a recipe book? That's not that bad. Nay, nay. This was not just a normal recipe book. This recipe book was going into detail about dinners to make with human remains. Allegedly, this was in Natalia's handwriting and it was her book. Betty Crocker would never. It was recipe upon recipe on what to do with different parts of the meat and fat and skin from people. And the cherry on top, oh yeah, because that's not all. Nope. Authorities found a videotape. It was a tutorial. I kid you not, it was a tutorial. Video lessons for cannibals. And it was explaining how to dismember and get certain meat and fat off of your victims. Side note. I could not find like if the video was of Natalia or Dimitri or if the video was somebody else. And that part had me messed up. I don't know, they didn't say anything. So at this point, authorities could like officially make an arrest and put them in prison and then question them a little bit deeper as to what the F are you guys doing? So they got Natalia first again. Now this time they come out her with the actual photographs that they had found inside the home. So like Natalia couldn't deny it. She has to have some answers for them. They're looking for answers here. So they're showing her a bunch of different uh, photos that they had brought in and they were mixed shots of various body parts they took photos of and then also just the different people that they also had photos of. Because to authorities, it looked like photographs of like you hanging out with your friends. And then the next shot is like a body part. Yeah, can you identify like what's, who's this? 
So Natalia went through photos and she was able to identify up to 30 different people that she or they allegedly had killed and dismembered. She tells authorities that um, her and Dimitri dismembered them, ate them as well. That's what Natalia tells authorities. And then she tries to backtrack. She's so annoying. Now it's unclear as to why they took pictures of everything, but when verified, authorities were able to see that the names Natalia had given them of the victims, they were actual people who were considered missing at the time. So things were kind of lining up. This wasn't looking good. Here's my question. This is what I was thinking the whole time, because these are photos that you had to go and get developed. These were not like Polaroids. A lot of them were like a one hour photo type of deal. Well, maybe they know how to develop their own photos. Their house is so cluttered. I just don't understand how they would be able to do that. Let's just say they were dropping these photos off somewhere to get developed, okay? Let's just say that's what they were doing. Didn't anybody notice the photos? No? So Natalia also mentioned that the couple had a cellar nearby. They had a cellar, another place where they kept even more of the victim's body parts and lots of their possessions. And one thing that was common throughout these photos, they always seemed to sever the heads and then scalp the hair from the skull. Dimitri and Natalia seemed to do it with almost every victim with long, beautiful hair. I just have so many questions. I just have a lot of questions. I've never, what was that about? Then there's something to it. I just don't know what, maybe they were selling the hair. It doesn't matter. So authorities asked um, Natalia, um, can you tell us like why you guys did this? Can you give us something to work with? And she didn't want to speak on any of that. So then Dimitri was questioned. It was his turn now. And he shared a lot more than Natalia did. Dimitri said on September 8th, 2017, Dimitri, who by the way was 35 at the time and Natalia was 42, they were on a dating site. So I guess they would go on different uh, websites to meet new people. I'm not sure if it was like for sexual relations or just friends. Well, I mean, duh, Bailey, they were doing it for victims, you stupid ass. They were doing it to find victims. <laughs> They were on this dating site and they decided to meet up with this lady that they had been chatting with. Dimitri and Natalia deciding to meet up with this woman. They go out for some drinks and after a couple of drinks, they leave and they decide to go home. Now, allegedly Natalia was getting really jealous of Dimitri and this new lady. Um, they were getting along really well, a little too well. And Natalia ended up just getting really upset, very heated. And then she just kind of went off on them and walked away. This is when Dimitri, at some point whipped out this knife that he always carried on him in his pocket. He whips out this knife and he starts stabbing this woman. And then when Natalia saw him attacking her, according to her, she watched, but she didn't participate. Dimitri's version was that Natalia saw Dimitri attacking this woman. After he was stabbing her, that's when Natalia approached and joined in. At this point, they ended up dismembering her and that's when they took the selfies with the body parts. The next day, Dimitri had dropped his phone, which they found the construction workers on the road, remember? When authorities asked Dimitri, why did you cut off the scalp before getting rid of your victim's remains? And Dimitri said, quote, I just did something stupid, end quote. He just did something stupid. All right, yeah, no worries. You're okay, you're free to go. Don't worry about it. You just did something stupid. 
So both of them were sent to prison. Now, Natalia tried to say that she was mentally not well. She asked to speak with a psychiatrist alone and she explained that if they looked at her record, they would see that she went to a psychiatric hospital for help before, which remember in like the beginning of the story, I said that she went to um, the psychiatric hospital because she was drinking and mixing drugs. She wanted help. This is where that theory comes in because she tells authorities, go ahead and look at my record. You're going to see that I went to a psychiatric psychiatric hospital because I have a mental illness and you know I shouldn't be sent to prison because of that. She was really hoping that it would back up her story. To be fair, I'm obviously not a doctor, but wouldn't you kind of like believe that you know these two are not well? I'd be like, yeah, I agree. You are not well. A psychiatrist comes in to see her and after hours, it was like three to four hours of speaking with a psychiatrist, concluded that Natalia was 100% fine. They didn't believe that she had any mental illness. They believed that she could have suffered from schizophrenia, but both of them were aware of what they had done and both realized what they were doing in the moment and would be held accountable to the law. For this investigation, they brought in the most experienced investigators and a forensic investigator, as well as a professor and a doctor of psychological sciences. They brought in like the big wigs for this case because they wanted answers. They wanted answers because something like this had never happened before. Based off that first image, um, that photograph from 1999, this went on for almost 20 years. It could have been even longer than that. They don't know, they just have the, that one picture. They didn't get caught within that whole 20 years. So authorities are like, we need to figure out how can we prevent this from happening again in the future? How come they didn't get caught? Like where, why, what? They just wanted answers. So in February of 2019, Natalia was found guilty of incitement to murder. She was sentenced to 10 years in a penal colony. I looked it up. Penal colony or exile colony is a settlement used to separate them, the prisoners, um, from the general population by placing them in a remote location, often an island or a distant colonial territory, which is like, oh, you know what? Like that doesn't sound bad. You get like your own island? Of course not, you fool. Now there have been many cases of abuse reported in these situations. A lot of the inmates have alleged that they were treated as slaves and they were put to work to benefit the chief there. Like a lot of these places make garments. I literally just read an article about a man who was in the same situation, but in China, and they had him making Christmas cards. These companies will outsource, not knowing that, you know, these people in these really bad prisons are making these things. Oh, it's a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Yeah, so these uh, prisoners are making them money. Person in charge, they just pocketed all of the money. Many people complained about it, but then they would just like go missing. It was one of those. So with that being said, that's where Natalia was headed. Good luck. But guess what? She was only going there for 10 years. They sentenced her to 10 years and then she would have to serve 1.2 years in prison. On June 28th, 2019, Dimitri was sentenced to 12 years and two months in a maximum security prison. Dimitri also has supervision and he is the one who will be receiving um, treatment by a psychiatrist. Now, somebody that they don't know, somebody leaked the images from Dimitri's phone to the media, and this caused a lot of issues and a lot of upset. For starters, the media out there, they didn't want this information to be out there to the public, but because it was released to the media, I mean, 
people were just losing their shit over this story. There were so many theories coming out, so many rumors, people were on it and people were talking. People were saying that they believed that this was like a larger family of cannibals or like a tight knit group of people who considered themselves like family of cannibals that operated within the city. These people believed there is no way, there's no possible way that the two of them could murder and dismember up to 30 people and not get caught. There's no way, there has to be more people involved. They believe that like Natalia and Dimitri, they were like the sacrificial lamb. You know, they would get the blame for all the murders and go to prison while this group of people would remain safe. You know, like, yeah, the sacrifice take one for the team. Kind of like Harvey Weinstein. Like he was not the only one doing what he was doing, but like he was the bait. He was the one that everyone blamed and all the fingers pointed to him. Don't get me wrong. He was a piece of shit, like a toad, trash. He hundred percent did some nasty shit, but that's all going on out here. Now, it wasn't just him, but he was the one, like the sacrifice, like you're taking one for the team and don't ride us out. So they get in trouble, they go to prison and everyone else is like, yay, the bad guy is locked up. When in reality, there's plenty more responsible. Why don't they speak you ask? You're like, Bailey, what's the benefit of this? Why would they keep quiet? Why won't they just rat everybody else? Because if you rat people out, especially this group that you're supposed to be protecting, then you get offed like that Jeffrey Epstein guy. A lot of people believe that Dimitri and Natalia were protecting something much bigger. Investigators allegedly, they never found a full body in their search. It was always bits and pieces that were recovered. Um, they were able to get DNA uh, matches from some of the, the victims. So the total amount was unclear based off of what I found. Natalia said 30 but they couldn't confirm that unless they were able to locate all of the victims and confirm that. Dimitri only confessed to killing two people and they couldn't even locate the first victim from 2012. So riddle me this, did Natalia's first husband really just die? Because I couldn't find out what he died of, you know what I'm saying? So that was the story about Natalia and Dimitri. They were given the name by the media, the cannibal family. I hope you found today's story interesting. I would love to hear your thoughts down below. I have lots of questions for you. Do you think Natalia was the one in charge and she manipulated Dimitri into doing this? Do you think her son knew and then he just bolted out of there and was like, I don't want anything to do with you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you have a wonderful day today. You make good choices. Please be safe out there. Please, please, please be safe out there. Make good choices. Love and appreciate you guys so much. And I'll be seeing you guys later. Bye.